Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. And now, I wait, and wait, and wait. And I hate waiting, Cliff. What are you waiting on? What are you waiting on? Well, I had to leave early yesterday. I actually went to a doctor's appointment. Oh, you did? And they do that uh, blood drawing thing. And so I'm supposed to go back and get the results. And the last time I did this, and it was a long time ago, (laughs) my cholesterol was so high. Crisco sued me for copyright infringement. That's how bad (laughs) things were. And I was told, you know, the... uh, that good blood that you're supposed to have, you know, there's a two, yeah. HDL and LDL or whatever they are. The doctor said in his entire career, he's never seen a good cholesterol level on the good side as bad as mine was. <laughs> it's supposed to be a good number. It's supposed to be, yes. Well, Cliff, was what's bad. happening? Yeah, it was real bad. <laughs> Rain likely today, mainly in the morning, about 50 for our high, and then down to 40 later on tonight. <laughs> and I forgot about the sports, didn't I, Cliff? Yeah, I told you. You've had two hours of sleep. I have. I think we have all had, at some point, a neighbor or two who got on our nerves in some way. I can tell you a story about a family who built and then moved into a new home next to mine back in Houston, Texas. In what was once a vacant lot that was quiet and peaceful soon became an enclave complete with a block building full of ammunition. And so many lights hung around the property for security purposes. We had to get new bedroom curtains, and we took to calling the dude... Mr. Kilowatt. Most of the time, though, while we might complain, we as normal folk make accommodations and find a way to compromise. Not so much, apparently, among the billionaires who live in Laguna Beach, California. Bill Gross has a net worth of about $1.5 billion and lives next door to the CEO of a tech company. It turns out Gross and his girlfriend installed a million-dollar glass sculpture on their back lawn, and at first it didn't cause any trouble. But the thing about putting delicate glass outside is that it breaks even if no one's trying and so the couple installed a net to protect it something the tech guy said blocked his view of the pacific so he asked his neighbor nicely to take it down oh no just kidding he filed a lawsuit then gross went to court and said someone had been throwing rocks at his glass and he knew exactly who it was tech guy then went to the city who said the installation lacked the proper permits gross responded by setting up some big speakers in his backyard and playing the theme from Gilligan's Island over and over and over at the neighbor's house. How many times, Cliff, can you hear just (laughs) sit right back and you'll hear a tale? A tale of a fateful trip. That would drive you nuts. Yeah. That and happy birthday. Did you see them last night, Cliff, on TV wrangling up the giant murder hornets out in Washington State? Uh, I didn't see it on TV, but I did see some of that online. So some of the news outlets are posting that online. (laughs) Those things weren't even really bothering me. Even if they were here in Indiana, I wasn't going to be too concerned about it until I seen they wrapped the tree that looked like in saran wrap, and these guys had suits on. They looked like the Michelin Man, and I'm like, how powerful are these hornets that these guys are? Did you see the outfits they had? Yeah, I did see that. It's, I mean, it was like, is it really that uh, necessary? Is that a bit excessive, or just trying to prevent the spread of the uh, bug among, you know? Other places, or what's going on? It looked like a one-piece rubber suit. Thick (laughs) rubber suit. Yeah. Yeah. 
And the guy's up there with a vacuum. You don't think Dyson's not going to jump all over this, are you? <laughs> that would be a bad time to lose suction, I must say. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Cliff, I know I uh, mentioned to you through our chatting service here on Zoom to uh, yeah. take a look at our text message. I, I did, yeah. Did you just refresh it and look again because I, yeah, I did yeah <laughs> this must be a proud proud day for you cliff ingram it, it's it's i'm i'm honored beyond words frankly and from a six-year-old too yes i i may have to post this on our facebook page maybe perhaps our website you know weedandcliff.com the, the the image that was sent to us uh on basically discussing me it was so profound uh, I'm just moved. I'm moved by the a actual fact that I have this type of effect on people. Well, you know what I found the best part? <laughs> What's that? At six years old, first of all, yeah. to have the creativeness mm -hmm. to be able to do that. Yes. Because that's what it's all about is being creative. If you aren't creative, right. you can't do it. And and, and, and to not have the, f the fear of going there. You know what I'm saying? That's exactly right. I mean, you, as we'll find out, following the eight o'clock news, I have no fear of going there. And apparently that's rubbing off on Matt Hawking's six-year-old daughter. Especially the part where she yelled at. After <laughs> Just Matt, in time for breakfast. As soon as Matt saw it. <laughs> and should I, should I just, just briefly describe the setup for this joke? Well, I guess you can. I mean, you know, because Matt says that his six-year-old daughter went to the uh, bathroom and apparently got a roll of toilet paper and uh, used some melted chocolate to, shall we say, discolor the toilet paper. And then she put it back on the roll, or back on the, uh, you know, the, the spindle thing right next to the, uh, the toilet. And so the next person in. <laughs> Just in time for breakfast. Just in time for breakfast. Oh, a proud day, I'm telling you. <laughs> well, Cliff, yesterday we had a little bit of a discussion and debate about a uh, mm. Thanksgiving promotion we were thinking about doing here at country 98 one there, there was a bit of debate <laughs> i don't remember any controversy well the controversy was <laughs> the things that you know our listeners were wanting to do to me yeah yeah while i was you know dressed up as a turkey <laughs> yeah a few minutes ago cliff i uh, received this tank this voice message okay 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 you guys come up with this uh this turkey thing i'm thinking we since you're the big weenie in all this uh and don't want to get hit by a hardball or anything, why don't you just dress up in your little turkey get-up and let people shoot at you with a Nerf gun? Why do we have to have any shooting at all in this contest, Cliff? <laughs> it's the word shooting that there's a bad connotation. There's a that. very bad connotation, especially if you're the shootee. And, and I don't know why Weenie got into this either. It's a turkey, not a weenie. That's exactly you could, right. You could dress up as a weenie, but I'm, it wouldn't be, you know, a turkey promotion. It would. That's right. By the oh. looks of things, I'm pretty how, sure that things aren't going to happen out the way we want it anyway. How about a taser? No, we're not tasing anyone. <laughs> Can we not soft toss and be done with it and call it a day? Soft toss. Can we just... you, think, you think if people are standing, if you're standing in a turkey costume in the gazebo, People are going to soft toss. Well, I don't know why they wouldn't. No. I mean, if you ask no, they're nicely. Gonna, they're going to give you the full wind-up. <laughs> I don't like the sound of that, Cliff, the full wind-up. I just, woo. Weed has taken over 50 years, but the premise of a movie made in the mid-60s has now come true. 
The science fiction film was called Fantastic Voyage and told of a submarine crew that was shrunk down to a microscopic size, and they, along with their vessel, I'll wait for that to go by. That's pretty cool. They, along with their vessel, were injected into the body of a scientist to repair a blood clot in his brain and was unable to be fixed through normal surgical means. As it turns out, in the 21st century, that work will be done by tiny robot devices, the first of which is now being shown off by engineers from Purdue University. Their study, published in the journal Micro Machines, demonstrates for the first time a tiny robot going to work inside a living being. And the morning roadshow department of just in time for breakfast wants you to know that for the first road ever traveled by a microbot inside a living being, those scientists chose to drive the Hershey Highway. Yes, researchers say they chose the colon for the experiment because it has an easy point of entry and it's very messy, adding that in the colon, all the materials and fluids are moving one direction and the robot is basically swimming upstream. And that's a backstroke no one wants to take. So that's why we're sending in a robot instead. I just picture that little spaceship of a thing from that movie. You remember the movie? Oh, yes. You've seen the movie. Well, I've seen parts <laughs> of it, yes. That little that little submarine spaceship-looking thing that they had. Was yep. Raquel Welch in that? Yes, Raquel Welch was in That's probably why you've seen there the you, movie. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's any cause for celebration on texting this morning, Cliff, because I've seen a movie. That's not that exciting. <laughs> well, you I mean you've you've seen so few movies? But I saw the one you were talking about. The, the movie Fantastic. It was released in I think '66. So, Boy, it's by the a time, long time we ago. by the time yeah we were old enough to see it, it was probably on TV. That made it a lot easier for you to watch it. That's where I saw it at. I never yeah, went to the TV. theater. Oh yes, and I also yeah. have seen the movie. Maybe you've seen this one. Yeah, One Million Years BC. I've seen most most of that. I believe. Yeah. And that one's from, you know, the mid-60s, too, yeah. but I'm sure I was about, I don't know, 12 or 13 whenever That's I right. saw that. And, and the, the key feature, again, being that Raquel Welch was in both of these movies. Yes, yes exactly <laughs> right. So somehow I think it's not so much the movie, the storyline, the plot. It's the fact that Raquel Welch was in both of the movies. Didn't she wear a fur bikini? Cliff, I used to think that the uh, scariest words I ever heard were, just in time for breakfast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean I, real I've, scary. I've seen you cringe when I've said those words. <laughs> but I think those words, yeah. just in time for breakfast, have been yeah. surpassed this morning by this short statement here. Okay. The Phil McCracken Marching Bagpipe Band. See that right there, Cliff. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Who knew that Phil McCracken had the marching bagpipe band at his disposal? And he's offered it up, Cliff, on our turkey and, contest. And it's 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 actually named after him. Yes. <laughs> he's offered it up, huh? He's offered it up. So how's this going to go, then? They're going to play um, songs yeah. while uh, yeah. people are trying to win frozen turkeys from us at the gazebo. <laughs> The marching bagpipe band. I'll bet you there's no, there's no one listening, Cliff, that has <laughs> ever seen a man in a turkey suit in yeah. a gazebo being yeah. thrown at while a yeah. bunch of bagpipe players are standing <laughs> around playing some kind of song that nobody's ever heard of before. Well, Pick, that's certainly an odd combination, i got to say. It's an odd combination. 
No. Scary words. The Phil McCracken yeah. Marching Bagpipe Band. Oh, man. <laughs> no. <laughs> Something else no one wants to see. <laughs> Ever. Our Take It to the Bank this morning, Cliff. I don't really know which one to use. I'm kind of, um, I don't know. I'm going to let you go for this one, Cliff. Okay. If you don't care. The first selection could be yeah. Death at the Hoover Dam. <laughs> death at the Hoover Dam. Yes. Or... University of New Hampshire librarian saves $4 million and gives it to his school. And we'll find out what he did. they did with it. Which um, one tickles your fancy, Cliff? I'm going to go with uh, Death at the Hoover Dam. Death at the Hoover Dam it is for yeah. 200 And it's time now for Take It to the Bank. Okay. Well, the official number of deaths recorded at the Hoover Dam while they were building it stands in at 96. Okay. And somebody had to be first, and somebody had to be last. <laughs> well, that's true, is it not? I mean, unfortunately. Yes. There's, I mean, there's no way to not say that. This is the, if this is the subject you have chosen to go with, we have to say that. Well, I really didn't but, choose it, but you oh, no, did. Wait, but. Yeah, that was me, wasn't <laughs> Yes, it? yes. But you see, but yeah, go ahead. That's fine. the first and the last people to die building yeah. the Hoover Dam yeah. were a father- and son, and they wow. died exactly 13 years apart on the exact same day. Wow. The dad drowned on December 20th, 1922, when he fell off of a barge doing survey work to get the thing started, okay. and his son became the last person to die working on Hoover Dam in 1935 whenever he fell off of one of the towers to his death. The irony of that is almost impossible. The odds of that, Cliff, would even be yes. longer than that. Father and son on the same day. Yes, 13 years apart. 13 years apart. All of that, you can take straight well, to the bank. That was depressing. I'm glad you chose that. <laughs> well, I didn't choose that. You chose that. <laughs> that was me. I forgot. <laughs> I'm not choosing anything. <laughs> Nothing today. Here's... You haven't had enough sleep to choose. No, no. <laughs> Cliff, anything said today? Phrases of the day start with number three. A bad time to lose suction. <laughs> number two. They chose the colon for the experiment. <laughs> it's the future of medicine, I gotta say. <laughs> I don't think it's in my future, Cliff. I really don't. I really don't. <sighs> and the number one morning roadshow phrase for today. The Phil McCracken... Marching bagpipe band. Oh, I was hoping to never Something hear that. Something no one wants to see. I hope. I was hoping I'd never hear that again, Cliff. <laughs> and yet there it is. <laughs> well, let's try it tomorrow, and this time let's try it with some sleep. Okay. On my See end. you then. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. You sound you go fine. Take, yeah, you go take a nap. <laughs> if there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.